You are listening to Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast with Kelly and Callie. And we're here to cut through the BS of dating and all the chaos that can come with it these days. Where we will have deep and meaningful conversations with laughter and fun. It is time to get wicked deep. Welcome to another episode of Let's Get Wicked Deep, a dating podcast with Kelly and Callie. Callie, how's it going today? Good. How are you, Kelly? Oh, today has been just a glamorous day. First day of fall in Austin, Texas, and it's 975 degrees out. (laughs) So I will be making my apple strudel on the sidewalk. It's going to be so tasty. Yes, can't wait to go apple picking when the apples fall apart and disintegrate in my hands. So that's the the thing that's going on here in Austin. Sounds lovely. I mean, at least here in Alaska. I mean, it's it's we're getting in the rainy season. Like we're that that's fall here. <laughs> mm, I watched I watched a documentary the other day on Antarctica, and I thought of you. <laughs> a little different. It's a little no. Different. It's not same. <laughs> I'll drop you off and leave you for six months straight. Good luck. Survive those winters. But I thought of you and I was like, how does she even put up with these winters? What? (laughs) With all that crazy stuff that you have going on, the circle jerks and everything else in the delivery rooms. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. I mean, what's going on in Alaska? You guys okay? (laughs) No is the answer. No is the answer. So Kelly, I do have a question for you today though. Yeah. Before you got married and while you were dating, did you ever use a matchmaker? I did not. So I always tell people this, Alaska is a very interesting place. So when you actually look up the statistics, I think that there is three or four men to every one woman in the state of Alaska. Hmm. So the odd, so there's a saying that we have, it's called the odds are good, but the goods are odd. (laughs) They said that in that documentary for Antarctica. I swear they said that same thing. I told you it was the same damn place. Same thing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Same thing. I knew it. Yeah. So I will say that here, I think it's very different than the, the normal US where I think that as a being a woman here, because there you do have more men to women. I just, when I was single, I felt very pursued. And so I never remember really actively seeking a relationship. They just kind of always happen. So I've never actually utilized a matchmaker. Well, that must be nice for you. How does it feel to be God's favorite? How does that feel? With your your cool weather. (laughs) Hey, hey, you guys have Target. Okay, give me that one. (laughs) We do have Target. We also have shootings in our Target. So, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Great flex. Well, have, that brings me. Have you used a matchmaker though? I have. I, I want to hear your experience, but that takes us to our guest today. It does. It takes us to our guest today. So today we do have our very first guest on the show that actually, since we started with the, uh, with the co-hosting, we have our very first guest on the show. So I'm excited because in the dating world, it's so complex. So it seems to be so complex where the outdated versions of trying to find people is, you know, the bar or the grocery store or, you know, anywhere else. So we kind of upgraded the small bit to the swiping and the sliding. 
So when we're kids, we're told, do not meet people on the internet. Do not get in cars with people from the internet. Do not go away with people that you know. But now we're, we're calling Ubers, strangers to come pick us up from our homes, getting into a stranger's car and going somewhere. So it's, it's definitely interesting how our dating is like sort of the same thing. It's sort of like swiping to see what we can get. And then when we have trouble with that, it almost to me, in my opinion, seems like the matchmaking services would be like above, like a step above, like, hey, I try this myself. I need some help. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what's going on? So we tend to call someone and bring in like an expert to help us. Like maybe somebody else will know us and like what's good for us better than we know because they can look at the matches and say yes and no. And we've seen these experiments on TV shows like, um, you know, Married at First Sight. I wouldn't do it personally, um, but people do it all the time and we get to see their lives implode, which is always interesting for ratings, I guess. But um, it's definitely an interesting thing to see if somebody else can see what might be better for us. So today on the show, we do have our first guest. We have Tammy Pickle and she is the partner at Elite Connections. So welcome to the show, Tammy. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be your first guest. Yes, you didn't know that you were the first guest on this part of the show. Awesome. Yes, you win the prize. Yay! <laughs> so, Tammy, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the matchmaking business. Okay, so my mom actually started the family business 28 years ago, and she was in real estate and single and joined a matchmaker and brought home some videotapes, and I was 13. And she went out on one date and has been with him ever since. So he's my stepdad. So she joined a matchmaker and just like thought this is the best way of meeting people. She thought she would have been single forever if it wasn't for this woman that matched her. And she's like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people. So she started her own company just six months later and then has been running it ever since. So we started with one office in, in Beverly Hills. And then now we have about 13 nationwide and international offices. Okay, so your your setup is like legit setup. So we have a very large team. We have a very large database. We work for professionals. We meet everyone personally, background search, kind of verify and bet everyone is who they say they are. And then we make appropriate matches and show pictures and profiles to each person. They say yes. We set it up for them. So it's really um, hands-on approach mm -hmm. um, to dating and, you know, people that maybe don't want to do online or app or went that route and just want a better way of meeting quality that we have pre-screened. They're kind of maybe mm -hmm. tired of being catfished or mm -hmm. um, somebody being deceitful about who they are or what they look like or what they're looking for, all those types of things. So we are just like a higher caliber um, that mm -hmm. we're kind of making sure everyone is who they say they are and, and making nice matches for our clients. So that sounds, that sounds like really nice. It sounds like it's an ideal sort of way to meet someone like you're, you know, a single woman and you're just like, you're afraid of being, you know, sold off into an auction house for sex trafficking. Right. <laughs> so we've nowadays, we've got to be realistic about what, what we're doing, even though we get into cars with strangers. So it's, it's good to have someone sort of vet someone. But my question is, after you check out their background and you see that they're not a serial killer or if they are, they're hiding it very well. No. Um, and you see they don't have any kind of criminals or, you know, background in that sort of thing. How do you know, or is there a way to tell what kind of character 
these people may have on their dates if they're a good human because you can tell that they're not a criminal but are they a good quality human yeah it is tricky and i get to know my clients as i work with them and i'm getting mm -hmm. back on what they're doing what they're saying how they're interacting with people so really i get to know clients as i work with them even better mm -hmm. yes i make sure they are who they said they are they're not divorced they are you know a lawyer or a business owner or whatever i'm making sure that they're being you know authentic and, and truthful mm -hmm. about all those things but yes, character, how they're treating people, that all comes out over time. So mm -hmm. when I'm first working with someone, I don't know them as well as three months from now. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Definitely. I think it's super helpful. Like some people, they're they're nice and they they're they're they might just not know what they're doing. Um, and how they're acting and that they're talking too much about their ex and their drama with their family and how they hate their job and just all the things that like maybe you don't even realize you're doing. So I feel like I get that feedback and I can relay that and then I can help that person be a better dater. Um, mm -hmm. person in general, maybe they just don't even realize they're like Debbie Downer and like nobody wants to hang out with them. Well, I will hear this from the dates and I will relay it very nicely, sugar, mm -hmm. it, whatever, but I want to be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, some people, sometimes people don't even realize that they're, they're kind of turning people off and with the way they're dressing or acting or what they're talking about. Um, so, so I kind of feel like that is helpful or like if, if, you know, people get ghosted and you never hear from them again on a dating site or an app or whatever, I can relay, well, you know, they didn't appreciate that you didn't ask them out again. They didn't think that you were interested in seeing them again. Those types of things. Like I may uh, save potential dates because I am relaying those types of things where, you know, two people might go out and, and he's like, well, I don't think she's interested. She didn't, she didn't give me a kiss, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I can kind of relate. Like, yeah, she is interested in seeing you again. No, she's not going to kiss you on the first date, but she's interested in seeing you again. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's so yeah. many things that like reading between the lines is tricky on a first date. Like, yeah, it's awkward. It's kind of like an interview. Like people don't really know what the other person was thinking. And um, so it's kind of nice to have like a friend in your corner. Yeah, it's definitely good to have someone like decode like what happened and like what's going on for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I'm just so curious. So have you ever had a client that you had to fire because they were like notoriously difficult or just like not who they said they were or like not being appropriate? Have you ever been in that scenario? Yes. Yes. We actually, we actually figured out that somebody gave us a, a fake identification um, and so when we went to background, we couldn't find that person. We couldn't find them on Google. We couldn't find their business. So then I started asking for like tax records and more information, passports and things like that. And then he ended up not sending me that information. And so I said, well, then I cannot work for you if you cannot give me your, your identification. And I'm so glad that I didn't just take his money and help him, even though I couldn't really find his information and I couldn't background search him. Because if I did, 
I could have like been introducing a serial killer to someone. And I, I, I think it's so important to do that for our clients. And that's one of the main reasons people come to us. So it's really important. And, you know, for men and women, but especially women, like mm-hmm. being introduced to someone that like could sell you off or like, you know, uh, you have to be so careful. And, and there's so many people out there that are just can say anything. And we kind of trust that. Um, so I have to be the untrusting one until I can, I can authenticate that person, but I feel it's very important. And I have seen it with my very own eyes that somebody was trying to be someone they were not, and, uh, you know, have to put the kibosh on it and I'm not going to help you. And I never heard from him again. Ah, well, that's good that you didn't hear from him again. Right. Yeah. That's a really good thing. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty scary world out there. I think people, you know, need to be careful, especially if they're doing the online and the apps and things like they have to do, you have to do your own research and your own homework and your own Googling. And, you know, you have to see it, who this person is and, and, and do your own vetting, which is definitely possible um, because I do it all the time. It's definitely possible. Yeah. It's a little trickier because you don't have their last names. You don't always have all the information where it's easy to look these people up. Well, I think it's, it's nice too, because in a way, like if you're going on a date with someone from like a service like yours, like you don't have to be vulnerable and give them like your last name, your phone number, like everything is set up for you. So if you get there and you don't feel the vibe and you don't like it, you can literally leave and not, and like sort of give the, the ghosting or the ending of it to someone else. Yes. So at, with your clients, how do you work that? Like, do you like after their first date, do each like person with each person call in and like give feedback on the date? Yeah. Yeah. So I get all the feedback, uh, what they both thought about each other. Of course, if they like each other, I tell them to take it from there. They do have each other's phone numbers and I want it to be as organic as possible. Mm -hmm. But after the first date, they they, usually they're like, is he interested? Is he being polite? Saying, you know, is she interested? Is she just being polite? Did she just say, yes, she'll go out with me again, but really she's not that interested in seeing me again. So after the first date, I always get feedback and then I steer them in the right direction. Um, if, if it's a no or if it's a yes, then they kind of take it from there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't usually set up a second date. I just let them know, yes, you're both interested and why don't, you know, the man, why don't you ask her out again and, and go from there. So um, I typically set up the first dates for my clients, but then from there, if they're both interested, I just have them, you know, communicate with each other and continue on. Well, that's a, that's a really good plan. I had actually gone, used a matchmaking service once. Yeah. And it was by far the worst date I had ever been on in my entire life. Oh no. <laughs> it was, it was so bad that I wrote about it in my book. Oh boy. It was, it was not only was the date horrifying, but the service was just as bad as well. Oh, boy. So it was one of those things where it's just one stop shop you know, someone who just wants the money from whoever, because in in this particular place, the men pay a hell of a lot more than the women. And then they, what they do is they get like other women. And I don't know if your business does this or not, but as like filler, like if a man, if a man pays for this and you know, he's going to expect certain amount of dates. So they'll just get some women that they know he's not going to be interested in. They'll be like, Oh, we have this person for you, blah, blah, blah. So I feel I was used as filler for someone. (laughs) I mean, did you see his information? 
did you see a photo? No. They, oh, well, that's, it's, that's a problem, right? Yeah, it's it's totally blind dates blind are never date. a good idea. <laughs> well, it's, it's a blind blind AF date with like no hope for ever seeing. And then not only that, it's also like meet them at the host stand. The yes. host stand. How uncomfortable is it standing like a doofus waiting yeah. for some for some stranger to come in and approach you? And this date, if I had to describe this this date in one one word and i wrote about this i don't care it would have been rapey it was, it was absolutely terrible and the next day when i called the service they were like well let me just read to you what every other woman said about him and i'm like okay and she's like so we never had any complaints about him and i'm like well you're getting one now because the things that he said and then then they were like well why didn't you just leave earlier so I'm like, wow. So they did nothing about it. They didn't even care. And they obviously never like called me back again because, but they had no problem taking my money. Yeah. So it was well, like, that's... so you just, you know, it, it was a really tough. So it's crazy because I paid for this date yeah. or to be set up on dates. And it was one and it was the worst one I've ever had off of. And I write, my big thing is I write and talk a lot about my dating and like who I've been with and, and all these different things and how it happened. And that one in my whole book of writing about dates was the worst one. I've never felt worse. I've never cried harder after a date. Oh, it was absolutely, yeah, it was I, absolutely terrible. I would actually put it out there that you should never do a blind dating matchmaking service. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anyone that would want to go on a blind date. No, it's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. It's pointless. It's wasting everyone's time. So. Yeah. That's a really bad idea. Let's spread the word. Don't do any blind dates. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that because it was definitely, they, you know how people can just, you can describe a house looking one way and then you get there and it's this little shack that yeah. it has a water view of the puddle across the street and it has, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And it's a gourmet kitchen because it has a stove. So it's like, that's what I had. I got like the dumpster fire of like a, an abandoned house and I, who was like, who was absolutely disgusting. Like yeah. the stuff that he said and the way he spoke and all these other things. I was like, this is, not okay if you even be a human like this but what the worst part was is this this company is woman run it's all women and it, and to like I, like ask me questions like why didn't you leave and, and everyone else said he was fine it had to be probably the most vulgar thing of the entire situation where it was like you set me up and then they said to me well we can do background checks but we can never do a character check and i was like well that doesn't make me feel the woman fuzzies at all Right. It doesn't make me feel comfortable dating your people because yeah. If, yeah. This, if this is the kind of match you think I should be with, then you're really bad at your job. Very bad. That's why, right. that's why like your company is, has more than one location. It's been out for a long time. You know, it has, it's probably reputable versus a one-stop shop. That's like, you know, two people working in an office, just trying to like put their heads together to see how they can like scam people out of money. So yeah, sometimes it's, it's just like making matches that just to make a match. It's not yes. a quality match. It's not a good match. It's just to fill a quota, which yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, fill a quota. That's exactly what I think they do. So when I think of matchmaking now, like because of that one thing, I'm like, oh my God. But then oh. like other people, you know, like, like Callie was like, ooh, matchmaking service sounds so fun and exciting. So I'm like... <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go, but you know, I think it's a good thing when people need it and you can, I think it really depends on who you call and who yeah. you ask and who you hire, making yeah. sure that the people on the other end are like normal humans that are not just That's trying cool. to like rob you. 
reputable companies, yeah, good, you know, good ratings and reviews and been around a long time. And all those things are so important. Yeah, they really I mean, are. They really are. Let me let me just, you know, defend myself here because yeah, you are excited. <laughs> but, you know, when I work with my clients in my dating program, I mean, we go through so many other steps and, and Kelly and I have talked about this. You know, this was on a previous episode about how I teach people to date better. And we don't actually get to the how to meet someone until the end, because so much of the work that we do is within ourselves. So that is really the bulk of what I teach people. And then it isn't until the end where I talk about, okay, how are you going to apply this stuff? How are you going to start meeting people? And matchmaking is one of the things that I throw out there to people to consider. Like the apps, they're very widely used, probably the most used platform. But I will say um, as somebody, and I will be honest about this, I was with my husband before the apps were around. I mean, when my husband and I were getting together, there were websites out there like eHarmony and, and Match. And like, so the websites were there, but they hadn't really become um, full-blown apps that people were using yet. And um, so that has really developed in the last decade since my husband and I got together. Um, but I will say that I, as, as an outsider, um, that has never been on the apps can see how there are so many problems with looking at someone's profile, making a snap decision, a judgment decision, uh, a lot of it based on looks, um, the superficial, not really giving someone a chance and getting to know who they are. So I, I think that there are so many problems within the apps themselves, which is why I suggest using a matchmaker. But like you said, obviously quality counts for something. <laughs> Yeah. So quality counts. Yeah. I mean, with that being said, I'm I've been so curious. That's why I was so excited about getting to interview you on how you actually match people together and what it is that you look for in bringing a relationship together. Yeah, really, it's um, getting to know my clients and what they're all about and where they are in life and interests and hobbies. Mm -hmm. Like, if I if somebody's like super well-traveled and they are gone every month and they just don't really like to stay put. Um, is it going to be a good fit for a single mom that has full custody that doesn't travel and can't travel? You know, like it's, it's really like getting to know each person and where they see themselves and the person they see themselves with and the person I see them with. Um, but personality and chemistry and all of that plays such a huge role. Um, but it, I take all these little bits and pieces and then just try to make the best match. And of course, run, you know, recent photos that look like the person and a, a detailed profile and somebody, you know, on the other end is going to read all of that and say, yes, I feel like I'm attracted to this person. I feel like there are some things in common. I'm excited to meet this person. They're pretty local. Um, and I'm excited to meet them in person. And yes, in person, sometimes it's a slam dunk and sometimes it's not, but you don't know until you get to that next step. Um, but I just really try to take all the pieces of the puzzle and try to make the best matches and then run them by both parties, get approval. So there's a lot of, a lot of steps to matchmaking. Um, but really <clears throat> I am helping 
busy professionals that are typically, they're working hard, they may have families, and they're just not meeting the right types of people um, out and about and through friends, and they don't want to, you know, date colleagues and those types of things. So people that come to me are a bit more serious about finding someone. So I feel like we have good success because people are a bit more serious. I mean, I've heard of like the apps and like you never hear back from them. You're talking for weeks or months and like just person that even want to meet. I don't hear that when people come to me. They are a bit more serious. They want to meet someone. They are making the effort. They are meeting the person on the first date and whether it goes into a second or third, you know, that's kind of luck of the draw and, and how, how it happens, how the chemistry happens in the first date. Um, but sometimes I get like um, feedback where she's like, oh, I didn't really feel like a love connection. And, 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 but he's super interested. And so I might relay, well, he'd love to see you again if you are interested in a second date. And so many times people grow on you, especially for women. You're like, okay, first date, I wasn't really feeling it, but like, you're not going to be all over the person. It's not like that on a first date. Sometimes it is a, is a bit awkward and somebody can grow on you. So I have seen it happen so many times where somebody is kind of talked into a second date and they end up with the person, right? And it's, right, especially for women. I feel, I feel like men like need that initial like fireworks attraction, but women, it, it, can, it can take more. It can, it can be more of a, um, you know, friendship that turns into a romantic mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I will say I'm a testament to that because my, my husband, and Kelly knows this, my husband uh, is my best friend's older brother. Okay. And yeah. And so I'd known him since we were kids. I just, I had never looked at him in that way. He was just my friend's brother. And wow. uh, it, there came a time I had gone through a breakup and my best friend was like, you should date my brother. I know you better than anyone. I know him better than anyone. The two of you would be perfect for one another. And I was just like, no, no, that's so weird. And just, no, no, no. And the more I spent time around him, I was like, shit, I really like him. I really like this guy. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. And you might not have gone there if she didn't like, okay, it, right? Right. I mean, I really, (laughs) (laughs) that's a great story though. Yeah. Here we are, you know, a decade and two kids later and, you know, and I still, I'm generally still pretty fond of him, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good sign. <laughs> yeah. And Kelly, Kelly, you're single? No, I'm done. Oh, you're not? Seeing, no, I'm, I'm seeing someone, yeah. Oh, good. I'm seeing someone. And I, I met him on the apps. Yeah, I mean, right? It totally happens. That's great. I prefer the apps. Um, I, prefer, I like the apps. I think they're fun. I'm, I'm more of, um, of an introvert. So I don't really like to be out of my house super often. So um, when it came to like dating and stuff like that, I wasn't kind of out there like, you know, shaking it around, trying to see what I could get. It was more of like, you know, at home swiping and eating peanut M&Ms. So it was more comfortable for me until I like met someone. But yeah, so I'm a huge fan of the apps. Like Callie and I go back and forth and she's always like, back in my day, we didn't have the apps. Um, but, you know, and she's like super young. So it's so funny when she says that. I'm like, okay, Callie. But like for me, like I love 
the apps. And now there's a whole bunch out there that I've never heard of. So I, you know, see some certain things on like TikTok and, and things like that. But like, yeah, I liked, I liked, I found part in my personal experience, I found Bumble to have the most, and people are going to hate this, but to have like the most like qualified men that are like higher caliber. And nowadays it's so hard to give your own opinion because people just write you letters about like what a jerk you are for having your own opinion. But in my experience, like I found the best quality men on Bumble. But I also saw like the, some of the same people like on, on like the different apps. Like, I don't know some of the new ones. I've never used like Hinge. I've never used um, Bagels and whatever or Zoomies or whatever the hell they have nowadays. I have no idea, but there's so many of them, but I have found that you find someone here, you're going to find them there, 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 there. Sure, sure. So, but back in my day before like Bumble and all that, we had Match and Match was the worst the worst in every in my second book when I write about my dates all of these dates came from match and I'm just like how is this so bad like how is it every person on match is just awful but every person I met on bumble was great so I don't know well good things are looking up right yeah <laughs> it's getting better that's getting better well now well you go from like from like being single and having those issues to having issues you wouldn't have if you were single so it's like, what's the better way to look at it? Like being single and having these issues or having these relationship issues that just did bring in like your, your childhood fears. And all of a sudden all these things are coming out that you have to heal from that you didn't even know you had to heal from. But now that you're in a relationship, you have to do all this. Yeah. yeah. So, and there's three people who make their living off of single people and making them fall in love. So it's like, <laughs> what the heck? It's so no matter who you are or what you do, there's always some kind of like, you know, downside to it, I guess, but relationships are tough in general. Yes. Yeah. And that, you know, and really that leads me to um, my question for you, Tammy, what do you wish that every person knew going into like working with you or like going into, I'm ready for a relationship? Like, what is that one thing that it's like, I just wish that the, the, that everyone that came to me had, had this or understood this. I would probably say to be open-minded and think outside what your normal type is in your head um, or like your past relationships, like that didn't like work out. So if you just like are more open and you don't have a specific type or a specific look or a specific person in your head um, and you're more open-minded then you're gonna meet more quality people and, and, and hopefully find that person. I, and so many people come to me and they like, they have like very small age window and I want to date a doctor or a lawyer or this or that. Well, that's a very small pool. And yes, you could be open to those people, but you need to be open-minded to way outside of that person as well. So really just being open-minded, I think is so huge and maybe meet someone that is outside of your typical type because you never know until you try. And if you just say no, 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 then you'll never know if that person could be your person. And I do think dating and meeting people should be fun and can be fun. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of positive about it and open-minded and like just kind of 
making a friend with each person that you meet and, you know, being open to the possibility of being with that person versus, oh, I just never pictured my dating um, someone that was under six foot or that had a different color hair than I expected or that had a different career that I, I was not wanting to date someone that had that career or whatever, you know, just being open-minded to all different possible options. Well, it's interesting, like with when I work with my younger clients who um, are dating and they have this list. And it's yeah. like all these things and I'm like, mm-hmm. and then yeah. after a while, it's like, okay, you know, then they start to like shut, like make the list a little bit smaller. Cause it's like, oh, I need to be with somebody that's this height. I have to be with somebody that's this yeah. height. And I'm like, I personally like short guys. That's my thing. Cause I'm short. I like short guys. They hug better, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up with a guy who's six four. What am yeah. I supposed to do with that? I don't know. So no. it's, it's like crazy how it's like, you have this idea of what you want and what you like, but then what you end up with like personality wise, is so different so different but like for me my list was the same way when I first started dating and then it got down to one thing breathing because it's like <laughs> if he's breathing I'll go out with him right. you know like that's adults. like literally it <laughs> Love it. So good. yeah it's crazy so it's, it is it's so true it's to be open mind like you never know you're gonna find the person that you probably are most compatible with the opposite of what you think you're attracted to and like what you think you wanted. Cause a lot of times we go after the same person over and over and over again. And then w- and we keep getting hurt and we keep getting upset about it. But then if we go for someone different, then it's like, oh, I'm not hurting anymore. I'm not crying anymore. Yeah. Cause you found someone that was more compatible for you versus like what you want on the outside. It's the inside that counts like a Milky Way. Milky Ways don't look delicious, but they are delicious. So <laughs> it's like, you know, there you go. It's what's on the inside that fills you up, I guess. I don't know. Right, right. And like, you know, what you look like fades and those types of things, but like the the best friend chemistry and somebody yeah. treats you like gold. I mean, that's what matters. Yes, I agree. Someone who can cook because I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> like my hunger's not going anywhere. Yeah, like cook me some dinner, man. I'm, I'm always going to be hungry. Doesn't matter how old I am. That's what we need to look for. (laughs) So do you have any like, um, like last dating advice for anybody, like anything else that you can offer to people who are interested in using matchmaking service? Um, I probably would say be ready. Like some people come to me, they're like, I want to find someone. And then they cannot, they cannot carve out a time to meet someone. They're just like, Uh. too busy. Or they're just like not making the effort that you should Mm -hmm. make. Like you need to be like mentally there. You need to be ready to meet someone. You kind of let go of the old baggage of your exes and the trauma and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, and just be like ready and willing and make the time. And, you know, if somebody's interested in you, like get back to them, be responsive, let them know you're interested, really make the effort to like get to know someone and move mm-hmm. into, you know, dating them and seeing how it goes. I mean, so many times people are like, yes, I want to find someone. Um, but they're just like, they're working 80 hours a week and they have families and they have kids and like, oh, do you have time? Will you make the time? Or maybe it's timing. Maybe it's mm-hmm. not your time to be dating if you can't make the effort because you, you find the right person but you can't make the time for them, then mm-hmm. that's going to go elsewhere. And you don't want that to happen. 
Yeah, you definitely don't. So if someone is interested in using your service, what would the process look like for them? Like, how would they begin? And like, and what is, what do you take them through? Yeah. So we, you know, meet everyone either personally or virtually get to know each and every person, what they're all about, what they're looking for, you know, all the ins and outs of who they are as a person and, and who they see themselves with. And, and um, then I, put together their information, kind of like a one page profile on them. They look it over and make sure that's the way they want to present themselves. And then I start going through my database, um, coming up with ideas of people that I know personally. I send them over to them. I get their approval, both people's approval, of course. And then I set up the match. And then uh, I typically do set up the first match. So I get availability from both people and set up the, the first match. Um, I do exchange numbers so that they can say hi and it's not an awkward first date, like meet you at the host stand. Yes, <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then, you know, they meet and then let me know how it goes. And then they either continue to see that person or I, I work on something else for them. And then just mm-hmm. one after the next until we find them the right one. I don't know, maybe you know, Tammy, where do you find the emotionally available people? Like, where are they? emotionally available that's yeah it's it's tricky um I think you you just have to read between the lines you have to meet that person you have to just see where they are in life Mm -hmm. Um, and they might be dating and they're not ready to be dating and you have to just I mean you probably know better than all of us uh, with the with the online and the app dating you there was probably a lot of men that weren't yeah. quite ready but they were out there they yeah. thought they were ready they yep. maybe just missed the companionship of being with yep. someone that kind of thing but they weren't ready for a relationship mm-hmm. I typically see people that are a bit more ready yes they yeah. are ready, they're working hard but they they do really want to find someone so they're investing in a matchmaker that kind of thing yeah. So I do, yeah, I agree with that. I, I do think that like emotionally unavailable people that are not ready are very different from emotionally unavailable people that are ready. So I think there's a huge difference. There's two different categories because if you're un- emotionally unavailable and you're not ready, you're just going to be just a whirlwind of get me the hell out of here. But then if you're emotionally unavailable and you are ready, then I think there's a little bit more like a chance that they're willing to like work on things and like have some empathy and kind of like see like what's going on. I do think that there's two different when you're ready versus when you're not ready, you know? I agree. I feel like if, if even that person that's not quite ready, if they find someone they're so into, they're going to try even harder to get there. Yeah. And may not work out, but they're going to try harder to help it work out. Yes. I totally agree with that. hundred percent. So Timmy, if anyone wants to use your service, where can they find you? So um, our website is EliteConnections.com. You can reach out to me personally, um, 800-923-4200. I can kind of talk to you about how it all works in the process. And there are different ways of joining with us. So you don't necessarily have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to be a client. We can kind of have you in the system. And if we're searching for someone, we can keep you in mind for that client. So Mm -hmm. there's different ways of joining with us. Um, so just reach out and I can you know, talk to you more in detail uh, about how it all works. Okay. I think that sounds great. And you are international, you said, right? We are. We are. We, we really can help anyone anywhere. 
That is so amazing. So everyone who's listening, if you are looking for someone, if you're in America and you love that little British accent, maybe you can just give it a call and see what we can do. Um, I think, should we date based on accents, Callie? Should we do that? I mean, I, I do love an accent. It does get me. It does get me. I cannot believe my husband was born in England and does not have an accent. It's so <laughs> oh, shoot. Rude. Rude. <laughs> Rude. I mean, practice on that. Practice. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sammy, being our first guest on our show. We really appreciate you and all your advice. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about yourself, your company, and for laughing with us a little bit over here. We we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was super fun. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Next week. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss any of these wicked deep dating conversations. If you have any dating questions, leave us a voicemail using the link in the show notes and you can be featured on the show. Until then, be brave. Navigate the dating BS. And keep having those bold conversations.